It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitching. Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. Against Hudson. And this one is a drive out to right center. Coming in and over is Mortensen. Goes to a little dive and he makes the catch. Nice play by Mortensen. And that's out number two. And the one-two is a line drive out to left center. That's going to get down for a base hit. Darby will round third and come in to score. Mortensen hustling for second. He will make it with a sliding double. Got to score first here in the first. Sundstrom and Mortensen, base runners with their leads. Infield is back. And pitch is a base hit center field. Sundstrom will score. Mortensen hustling around third. He will score without a throw. Two-run single for Parker, and it's 3 to nothing. Gauchos. Congratulations are in order when you get to 400 wins. Bill Ball's in a strike to Darby, and he pulls this down the right field line, hooking, and it stays fair. Down in the corner, Sebring will score easily, and Darby will stop at second with his 10th double of the year. The Gauchos lead it 4 to nothing. Reed. You would hope that they could get six wins. Here's a fly ball to right. Mortensen drifting back. He's got plenty of room, makes the catch. Runners will tag. Throw is going to go to second with Stone trying to move up from first, and they get him. Nunez stays in there, drops the tag in. Stone with some aggressive base running, trying to advance on the fly ball to right. And good baseball by the Gauchos with the cut going into second base. Sebring let it go, and the throw is on the money. Right, his only plate appearance walked and scored back in the third. 2-1 with the runner going, a swung on a miss. Here's the throw to second. Sebring is there for the tag, and Iverson is caught sealing for out number one. Walks to McCollum and Oakley by hip and steal. And Manning's first pitch is a line drive base hit right field by Darby. McCollum will come around and score. Going first to third is Oakley on a base hit by Darby. Makes it 11-2. 2-2 two. Two two to Gallagher. First and third for the Aggies. Two outs. Here's the pitch. Foul tip. Parker hangs on. Back-to-back -back strikeouts for Callahan as he gets out of the first unscathed. Couple of hits for the Aggies, but they leave runners on base. We'll go to the last of the first. Gaucho's coming to bat. Delaney working from the stretch here with runners at first and second. And Sundstrom lines a base hit to left field. McCollum scores. Darby will stop at third. Solid single to left by Sundstrom. Doubles the Gaucho lead. It's 2-0. As Darby scores, and there's two away for Kurtley. Check that one away, and here's a ground ball towards the middle. Diving attempt is passed right. Sundstrom rounding third. He will score. RBI single for Kirtley, and it's a three spot here in the fifth. 
by the Gauchos. And fending off a late Aggie push. 1-0 pitch is hit high in the air. Deep right field, moving over is Mortensen. He's got room in front of the track, makes the catch. And UC Santa Barbara sweeps UC Davis as they hang on here and win it 5-4 here this afternoon. Tyler Bremner gets the save with a 1-2-3. Ninth inning, three flyouts, two of them hit pretty deep. The Gauchos win it, they sweep UC Davis. They've won six games in a row. All right, I'm here with J.D. Callahan, one of yesterday's heroes, six and two-thirds against the Aggies. Gauchos completed the sweep against UC Davis over the weekends. We have arrived in Riverside, and we're going to be here for the week. So I'm, I'm doing this podcast uh, on the road. It's a road show, so no, no equipment. Uh, everything's going to be recorded off the phone, so this will be fun. Uh, but J.D., how you doing, dude? I'm feeling good. You know, yesterday was a good day. It was a good sweep for the Gauchos, and um, you know, now we kind of move on to this week. It's gonna be a long week, and uh, I think I think uh, I am ready, and I know the boys are ready to go. Tell me how you really feel, because you've thrown 17 <laughs> innings in the last 12 days, three starts after uh, making your first start on April 3rd. So you didn't really you pitched one third of an inning for the first two months of the season. So, you know, that, that'll affect you a little bit, but you got a full week's rest coming into yesterday, and you're going to get another full week's rest coming into this Sunday against UCR. But, I mean, what kind of toll does a collegiate season take on a pitcher's body? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like the big leagues where you have five days. You, luckily, you get a few extra days there um, to get some rest, but... I think being smart about your routine and planning, and I think me, Coach Chex, and Coach Jones have come up with a really good plan, um, even in that short rest week where I went on Tuesday and then Sunday to um, really dial in what it's going to take to get my body and my mind ready um, to get ready for the, all those starts. And then after that short week, it felt like, <laughs> after the San Diego game, it felt like I had a marathon before I would start again. <laughs> Because um, going on the short week was tough, and that that day after the San Diego start, I I did not feel good. I was I was pretty tired. My body was tired, um, and it it definitely took a few more days to recover than usual um, to get ready for Davis. But in, in, inevitably, it, I figured out how to get get the job done yesterday, and we got a sweep. So the the week where you made two starts, so you, you pitch into the seventh inning as Pepperdine, your longest outing of the year. And then with the injuries that the guys have had <clears throat> on the pitching staff, they asked you to pitch on Sunday. I'm sure you didn't hesitate. You're like, I'm not going to say no, right? Yeah. You're not going to say no. But when, when do you need to know? So if, if you're going to – if you throw Tuesday, when do you need to know that you're going to throw on Sunday so that you can set your routine for those days? And then what does it consist of? Like, when are you throwing? When are you lifting? Like, yeah, what's, so that, what's it consist of? So that short rest week, it was – obviously we had a tough loss to Pepperdine, you know, the whole team. And um, a lot of us were pretty pretty angry at the way we played and um, not getting that win. Going into a big weekend against San Diego, and I was kind of sitting in the back of the bus with a, lot, a bunch of the older guys and – a lot of them were like, you know, we could really use you on Sunday. And I was sitting there, I was like, 
done it before. Like, obviously, I'm not going to commit to it right now. But uh, the more and more I thought about it over that night, uh, all things kind of lined up perfectly. And I texted Chex and uh, Coach Jones in the morning. And I was like, hey, like, I feel pretty good today. Obviously, I don't feel like I could pitch today. If I needed to, I'd throw 100-plus pitches. You're talking about on Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday. But uh, Wednesday morning, I texted them. and was like, if you need me for Sunday, I, I need you to tell me, like, right now. Because I need to do things differently this week, obviously, than a normal week uh, to get my body and mind ready. And, and Chex responded, man, a few words, get ready for Sunday. And then later that day, he told me, you know, you got the ball Sunday. Give us all you got. And uh, I ended up only going four innings, but by that time, we were ahead by, I don't know, seven or eight. So it was, well, wait, four, four is better than one. Four is better than it, one. It, it cuts into – it just it opens up a lot more opportunities or – a lot more, lot more ways that the Gauchos can go. Absolutely, pitching on a, on a Sunday. Absolutely, and it helps when when the offense scores some runs. But so like when do you normally guys will throw pens like like stars will throw maybe light cats the day after a start yeah. or something like that. Like, did you throw a bullpen in between? I threw a long a toss, fifteen pitch pen uh, two days before on Friday. Okay, to start on Sunday. I didn't really throw. I didn't throw Wednesday. I I don't know. I barely picked up a baseball on Thursday and then just kind of right into a pen Friday, light catch Saturday, um, into Sunday. So that was kind of, it's kind of a long, it was like a short week, but it didn't feel like I didn't, I did much at all. I lifted and, um, just kind of got my conditioning in and got my mind ready more than anything. Well, and you came out and you had, you had some of your best stuff of the year because you had, you had seven punchies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At four innings, like, when you're out there on Sunday against San Diego, how'd you feel? It felt good. Um, it, it, I think the adrenaline takes over by the time you get out there and you don't really realize what you're doing through the first, whatever, six days of the week. So when I, I was in the bullpen, I was kind of a little like, oh man, this is this might be a little rough. And then the moment that hitter steps in the box, it's, it's game on and, and you can't really be thinking about anything else other than executing that pitch and getting that hitter out so i think the adrenaline just kind of took over then yesterday against davis you had the two hits in the first inning you had first and third one out and you get a couple of strikeouts and you kind of settled into a, a pretty good rhythm i think you only had a walk and a hit batter over the next maybe four innings uh, you want to go in six and two thirds but like those early innings like it looked like you were really on a roll yeah yeah the the first inning um when they got those first two hits, I was like, man, what is going on? Like, I've, I haven't given up a barrel like this in, a, like, two outings. And and it, it kind of forced me not to try harder, but to just lock in mentally more um, after being a little loose to start that game. Um, so I think those two strikeouts kind of reeled me back in. Um, and, you know, to put up a, a huge zero in the first inning and then, and then we go out and get a, a one – when they when Davis thinks that they are going to jump on us early, I think that's just a huge huge momentum swing in the game, and that game probably goes different if they score the first run. So and then after that, I think after that I just pounded the strike zone and early early in counts. They were really aggressive, which kind of surprised me, but um, there there was a lot of weak contact early in counts. So as, as pitchers and as coaches, I know they love that because they were preaching weak contact for for days and days prior to that. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. So a couple other things I want to talk about. The 
You don't get your first start. I'll start with, with recently. Actually, no. We'll go, we'll go back. So you've had a couple of big starts in your career. And I mentioned, I think this was your, I can look it up here, but it's, I think it's like your 20, it was your 25th start of your career on, on Sunday against Davis, 35 appearances, you've thrown over 130 innings as a gaucho. I think I look back to that start against Arizona yeah. in the regional final two years ago, where like every time you come out, like when you're pitching in a game like Santa Clara, where it's your first start of the year and it's in April, and then a game like San Diego, where it's, all right, you start on Tuesday, yeah. you threw over 100 pitches, they're asking you to come back on five days rest, and then you're coming out to try and complete the sweep of Davis. San, San Diego was a sweep too, but the main thing was, all right, he's pitching on short rest. So I'm, th- I'm thinking in my head as I'm broadcasting is, all right, J.D.'s been in critical situations before where the team has needed him, but he's also he's taken his lumps, yeah. right? He's been oh, yeah. maybe pushed down the, the packing order a little bit, but whenever his name has been called, he has responded. So my question to you is, like, how have you prepared yourself mentally or like what are you thinking about when you're going out when your name is called and what are you doing when you're preparing yourself for that opportunity yeah i mean it's this year was a little bit different than any other year that i've been here because this is by far the most talented pitching staff that we have ever had in our in, in my four years here so by far by far and it, it, it top to bottom over like McGreevy and Boone? Over that, okay, that that <laughs> pitching staff was very top heavy. Okay. If you if you okay. really think one through twelve here on our twenty seven man roster, it's like any one of those guys could go out on a Friday probably, and and get you out. So it, it it's, I think, me taking a step back and looking at that early in the season, and I I mean part of it is my fault early in the season in in Arizona I. I stunk when my name was called. So I think I think me and Chex and Jones, you know, kind of got together and we were like, okay, like, what is your role going to be? And um, Chex kept mentioning that, oh, we added a couple games here. So like, hey, we're going to build you up to be a starter and probably start one of those games. Or So you made, so you, when all that rain happened and games were getting pushed and all that stuff, I was sitting, you, there I, were, there were, there were inklings that, all right, you're going to get some games here yes. in the middle of the season. But you I had, didn't know that at the, at the time because we didn't add those games yet. It was the, it was the right. Santa Clara game. It was the two San Jose State games. Were the ones that you started. Where, so, and, so it was like, When did okay. you first become aware that, like, all right, we're going to try and build you to a starter? Uh, when conference play came. Okay. And I was not on the 27-man. And I, I, I was honestly sitting there like, I, I don't even know what to do. Um, and I think I credit my parents and girlfriend a lot. They were like, Hey, like you in the last three years that you've been here, you've always been ready when your name was called. You like, you know, your name is going to be called this year at some point. You just got to stay ready. And that, and that's all you can do. And you, you got to work harder and, you know, work smarter than anyone. And I feel like over those three first couple weeks of conference play where I wasn't on the 27 man, um, I think that I did a really good job in my preparation and, you know, just sticking with the process. And we, we talk about the process a lot, but 
I think more this year, more than anything, that process needed to be really good for me. So what about your first three years? Were there individuals? Were there moments? Were there coaching tidbits that helped you along the way? Teammates? Yeah, I think, I mean, I honestly think back to my first, uh, my first weekend as a gaucho. I, we played Sac State, and I, obviously I was, I was a freshman. I didn't start on the weekends, but it, it was, um, I was possibly going to start the midweek game, the first home game against Cal, first home game under the lights. And on the bus ride home, I was sitting next to McGreevy, and he sent out who was starting, and I, I like, I didn't, obviously, I, I was pretty mad, and it wasn't me. And Greavy could, like, Greavy taps me, and he's like, hey, you're going to be in this game at some point. Just be ready. And I think that kind of stuck with me all, all three years, four years that I've been here. Because my sophomore year, I also didn't start out the gate. That was the year we had Tora, McGreevy, Boone, and Corey Lewis mm-hmm. on, the, on the weekends. Yep. And when Tora went down, my name was the first one called again. And then last year was kind of the same thing. I was just kind of midweek starter. I wasn't doing great. And um, if we were to go to a fourth game in the regional, that would have been me. So I, I, I know I know how, you know, things go around here. And I know that at some point my, new, my name was going to be called. And you were ready. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I have not let up. Well, it, it's been a pleasure to watch you. And I'm, I'm impressed at how you performed because it's it's not easy. Like, you drum it up like I'm ready, I'm gonna be ready. When I've, my name's been called in the past, I've been ready, and here we are doing it again. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, in good teams, everybody has a role. Right? Absolutely. So you feel like this this is kind of your role. Absolutely. Kind of, you kind of sat into it, so you're yeah. You're, you're all for it. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Obviously, you'd love to be pitching on Fridays. You know, oh, a lot of things would be going your way, but it's great to have a role. So you have your role pitching on Sundays. So you're going to be pitching this Sunday against UCR, and we're here for a whole week. So so you're not at home. We got CBU tomorrow, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday off day, Thursday practice at UCR, and then three games. So what's going to be your preparation on the road? What are your expectations for the week, uh, for, for, the, for the guys, including yourself? Well, first off, we're in this great city of Riverside. Uh, can't say I'm really a fan of this place. So, uh, But, I mean, I think this week it's really going to come down to us concentrating on the right things because going into the week, these are two teams that we should beat. And every, I think we all know that. But I think that if we go in with that mentality, we're – that's just not going to happen. UCR will sneak a game from uh, they want, they, sometimes. They beat Hawaii two out of three exactly. at home this past weekend. It's, it's just anyone can beat anyone on any given day in baseball. So I think us coming in with the right mentality um, and not underestimating our opponents this week. And uh, as far as my preparation, it's, it is going to be a little weird being gone from home for the whole week because we don't have our weight room. We don't have a field to go to whenever we want to get work in so it is going to be a little weird but um i'm sure i'll figure it out hotel gym i don't know, jacuzzi here probably <laughs> i don't know <laughs> a lot of a lot of eating 
apparently there's some good taco spots around here. Absolutely. According to Christian Kirtley. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's just going to be kind of getting through these days and getting to the games and um, getting our preparation good. Cool. Approaching it with a good mentality. Yeah. Uh, appreciate your time, JD. You're doing great. Keep it up. Gouch is uh, in Riverside for four days, Tuesday night against CBU, 5 o'clock, and then 6.30 on Friday and Saturday against UCR, and then JD on the bump on Sunday, hopefully uh, with more implications uh, out there. The Gouch is take care of business. So uh, keep up the good work, JD, um, and thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Go Chubs. All right, it's time for the week 11 draft with UCSB Analytics. Gotcha's sweep UC Davis over the weekend at home to go to 13-5 and five in the conference. They sit in sole possession of second place. They are 28-12 and 12 overall. And after three games this weekend, they will be caught up in games played with Cal State Fullerton, who currently sits in first place. Uh, it was a interesting weekend. It was a tight weekend at some times, but it was also a exciting weekend at some times. <clears throat> and right now, if in case you haven't noticed, we are in Riverside at the hotel, sitting around a table in the team room late at night, trying to get this done for the listeners. So shout out to you guys for staying up super late. I know it's like 1 a.m. on the East Coast right now. <laughs> it's, really, it's really late, guys. It's really late, guys. Hanging out with... Uh, with SVP and all those guys, but uh, let's get into it. Do we want to start with the draft, or do we want to start with all the weird tidbits that we can talk about for this week? I like weird tidbits. All right, weird tidbits first. Okay, so first order of business, congratulations, Coach Checkett's 400th career win on Friday. It was a walk-off win. I'm sure he would have preferred to have it been... Uh, easier win, but he'll take a win nonetheless. Corey Nunez, walk-off single, come-from-behind effort after the Aggies took the lead in the 10th. It was the Corey Nunez show, two-run double in the 10th, and then the walk-off single in the 11th inning. So 400 career wins for checks after Friday, now officially 402. And my number of the day is 397, because that's how many wins I have seen as a member of the Gaucho's Gaucho staff slash student managing, et cetera, et cetera. Do you guys do you guys know which games that I missed because I told you before we started recording, but two wins against Wichita State in twenty fourteen. I was at a wedding in Virginia. Oh. Yeah. And then I had COVID last year and missed the sweep of Dixie State, who are now Utah Tech. So those are the five games, five wins that I have missed in my tenure. So I'm trailing checks by five. I might not make up those games, uh, but we'll see. So that's, that's the number of the day. The weird stat of the day, for me, that I didn't tell you guys, Gauchos have 66 home runs this year as a team. Only 20 of them have come at home. Wow. And they've hit 46 on the road. Well, it has been foggy, you know. Marine layer. Actually, wait, 20 home games, 26 home runs at home, 40 on the road. 
updated weird stat. Just like, <laughs> just like that. I read I read twenty home games on my on my notes. Twenty home games, twenty road slash neutral games, twenty six home runs at home, and forty on the road. So that's my weird that's my weird stat. Devin, you had some other interesting things. To yeah, say. to add on top of the home run one, uh, this is our the first weekend, the first series since 2018 that the Gauchos did not hit a single home run, which is just going off a year set of how many home runs we've hit is pretty insane. That well, set a school record last year for home runs, so we hit a homer in every series last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. Yeah, all the way to 2018. To 2018. Yeah. There might have been one more year before in that one, but that that is an interesting stat. Because uh, I wrote down no home runs in the series, which I was I was kind of surprised by, and the three games in a row without a homers is a ro- without a homer is the longest streak that the Gauchos have had this year without hitting yeah. a home run. Yeah. So, and then also unfortunately, Latre McCollum's uh, twenty-five game hit streak in games that he started came it did, to it, an end. It did end on Sunday. Yeah. Yes. So. so unfortunately, we won't be hearing Kevin talk about that around the field anymore. <laughs> G, you got anything? Uh, no. You're just here to hear the tidbits. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking all the tidbits. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't bring any tidbits with you. I'm loving the tidbits. <laughs> what about you, Isaiah? No tidbits from me. I'm with G on this one. You don't have like any magic ability to fix the internet. Dev was very frustrated about the internet. I'll so, say that. So we had some I internet, he was internet punch woes. Me at one point. We had some internet woes at the field. Big time internet woes. Trackman woes, synergy woes, a lot of woes going on. <laughs> Is our woes related to Woba? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. You have to when ask it comes Woba to, expert. When, when it comes to internet, you want minimal woes. But when it comes to Woba, you want high Woba. So, no, they're not, they're not, not correlated. Cor- no, not, not a big correlation. No, not correlated. Uh, let's see. So the, I just mentioned the Gauchos keep pace at the top of the conference. They're one back in the loss column of Cal State Fullerton. They're two games up now on CSUN. Uh, UC San Diego did sweep Cal Poly, so they're 14-7. and seven. Gauchos 13-5, and five. so Tritons in the mix, along with the Matadors, the Gauchos, and the Titans. Uh, Hudson Barrett now number two in the nation in ERA. His ERA, it plummeted from 0.72 to 1.02 yeah. after allowing uh, two runs on Saturday against UC Davis. Uh, I think he'll bounce back. And then Gaucho's now sixth in NCAA Division One in team ERA at 3.73. So getting it done on the mound. Okay, vote results from last week's second iteration of the anonymous uh, vote graphic and Isaiah let's congr- go congratulations thank you is this your first win no <laughs> which is your G, first win since with G's G win. involved it is mm-hmm. uh, notice how when we did the anonymous thing G has not won in two weeks so mm, that's an interesting, interesting. Stat. we're also getting half of the votes <laughs> <laughs> and half of well, the that, that just shows now it was a popularity contest and people were just coming to click your name is that so bad? <laughs> <laughs> so current standings, Isaiah now vaults into first place, 16 points. Kevin is in second with 15. Devin drops to four, uh, third, third. Devin drops to third with 14. 
And oh, Gianni, no. Gianni in double digits, 10 points. Dev's racking up those last places. <laughs> I, was in, I don't know what happened. I was first place last week. I thought I was sitting comfortable. I guess that well, zero point last place really hurts, but it that's why it's a bounce back week. It does. Right. Yeah. The, point, the point system that all the listeners care about, yeah, first place gets three, second two, yeah, it's third good. one, and last place, Devin, with 9% of the vote this week. It's okay. Zero points. Got I, I forgot where we were with the standing since I can't okay. put it on the graphic anymore. That's okay. Tell you, get, <laughs> you get to pick first. You get to pick first this week. So let's get into it. The uh, week 11 draft, unless you yep. have something to no. add before. No, all right. Just, all right. Uh, you're on the clock. Hitter of the week. On the clock. Uh, hitter of the week, Corey Nunez. Hit 429. Six for 14, two doubles, three RBIs. Both, all three of those RBIs coming in massive moments um, Friday night. Uh, and then eight total bases on base, 467, and slugging 571. Uh, and on top of that, he had the walk-off uh, double, or walk-off against uh, Davis and the game-tying double in the ninth inning. I was sitting out in center field. Tenth. Sorry, tenth inning. I was sitting out in center field thinking that, unfortunately, the game was going to be over and I was going to have to stop the center field camera just for it to go on an extra three innings. Happily, it did. Um, but, yeah, Corey Nunez, my hitter of the week. How about, a, how about a little belief there? Thought we were going to lose, huh? Waiting no. on center to shut the cams off. Wow. G, you're next. My hitter of the week is Jerry Backpedal Sundstrom. 462 with six hits. Had one double and a couple RBIs. Three walks for the big fella, on base percentage of 563. He was two for two on stolen bags. Had a couple of really nice catches coming in on balls in center field. Uh, give me Jerry. I'm going Brock Mortensen. the The average isn't there compared to some of the other options. He did it a solid 300, three for 10, two doubles, led the team with four runs batted in, slugged 500. He walked twice, did not strike out on the weekend and when I was making the highlight compilation I realized that he completely dominated the early part of Sunday's game because he drove in a run early was it Sunday or Saturday Sunday he also threw out a runner at second base and he made a diving catch all in the same game wow so he gave the Gouches the lead made a diving catch and threw a runner out at second base all in the same game. So, Brock Mortensen, he's my hitter of the week. All right. I'm going to go with Papa Kirtley, and I'm talking about Christian Kirtley. If you're in our group <laughs> chat, you know what I'm talking about. He went four for 10, so I was batting on 400. One of those hits being a double, so his slugging was 500. His on base was 533 and made no errors on the field. So, shout out Papa Kirtley. Shout out both of them, actually. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Shout out. Papa Curly, the real one. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me back to my pitcher. I'm we, don't, we don't want to do any honorable mentions? Oh, honorable mentions? Honorable Sorry, mentions. I got carried week. away. How about uh, Aaron Parker for starting the two-run rally on, uh, on Friday? A little two-strike knock up the middle. You were, you were all over that hit, G. Oh, I was all over. I mean, if we yeah. don't get that hit to start the inning, I mean, what happens? You know, we get one out, everybody gets a little sad. But <laughs> if he gets the hit in the dugout, you know, oh, here we go. Everybody's rubbing their hands together. He also hit 417, five hits, one double, two ribbies, three walks for, uh, for AP. Hope his plums are okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Any other honorable mentions? No homers, so no honorable mentions. Yeah. No. Go for it, I mean, Isaiah. Sander Darby was swinging a really good bat. Had he some, was. Had some line outs, had to hit 333, had a booming double on uh, Sunday, but he's been playing really well, so Xander Darby, another one. All right, well, I took him last draft. Going to take him again. Let's me browse his glove again this weekend. So I'm going to take Carter Benbrook coming out of the pen. Zero ERA. Two appearances out of the pen. Two and one third. Only three hits. Four Ks. Huge out of Carter. I mean, keeping... Do you guys data. have some, like, agreement where he'll vote for you? I mean, it's more week? like... Maybe it's a lefty-lefty <clears throat> agreement. Like, it's a mutual thing. Like, lefties stick with lefties. Okay. So maybe we do got that thing going. It's because you're you're leaving. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Sitting here at the fourth pick, I, I like the options that will be there for me. Okay. So it's okay. I'm going to take my boy Cause, again. Because I'm taking Ager. I mean, that's a bobble. I'm yeah, taking Ager, okay. who set a career high with 11 strikeouts. Okay. Seven innings, six hits, three runs against uh, Davis on Friday. What more can be said? Career high, 11 strikeouts. He's my pick. Easy. G? Well, I tried to pick him last week. You guys would not allow it. So so I talked to JD before I talk, uh, we're recording this, and he says that there's major beef because Ooh. you didn't take him. Ah. <sighs> Major well, beef. I've talked with the Wiz, and we sorted it out. Doesn't doesn't sound like it if they just talked. He was a little disappointed, but... You is know, this a charity pick? You know? This is not a charity <laughs> pick. <laughs> this is not a charity <laughs> pick. Because another week that JD was dominant and set the tone and gave us a really good chance to win, uh, JD started on Sunday, went six and two-thirds, only even up four hits, three earned runs that came late, only two strikeouts, which I think is commendable in this day and age when everybody's chasing the punchy. Uh, JD worked really late into the game on a Sunday uh, and was really cruising for most of the game, but just ran into a little bit of trouble at the very end of it. Um, maybe got a little tired, but the way he's been going out there and just giving us extended innings and really not giving us much to think about as far as pressure from the other team. The whiz kid casting spells a little bit mad at me, but... And hopefully the, this the, makes up for it some. Yeah, hopefully this, this will solve the two, the two strikeouts did come in the first with runners at first and, sec, uh, first and third at uh, the top of first. So set the tone. Yeah. Shut down the rally. So good yeah. pick. You're welcome, JD. Yeah, so I mean, here fourth pick, there's two guys that I could decide between. So I'm just going to – first off, I'm going to say sorry to, to Hudson Barrett. A great outing, but I'm going to have to go with Tyler Bremner. Um, so on Friday, he came in ninth inning, runner on third. One out, walked the batter, but then got a inning-ending double play to send us into uh, the bo- into keep keep us in the game. And then the tenth inning, it was kind of rough. But then he got two st- strikeouts to end the to limit them limit the damage. And then the eleventh inning to keep us in the game, he gave up a double, but then three straight strikeouts or three strikeouts in the inning to then help set up our offense to score a couple runs. And he got the win on that. And then. Sunday, he came in in a, I want to say, 5-4 mm-hmm. ball game. Got three straight flyouts to help secure the save and the sweep and the series win. So, Tyler Bremner is my, my pitcher of the week. The lucrative win and a save yeah. in the same weekend. Matt, yeah, Ager, so. Matt Ager did that last week, last, sorry, last year <laughs> against, against Cal Poly. Yeah, so. And uh, he was a, a, played a, a vital role in that sweep of the Mustangs. Yeah, so I'm hoping that win and save looks nice on the 
win the voting graphic. It will look good in the graphic. It will look very good in the graphic. We can guarantee that. Might have to leave off ERA this week. Oh, <laughs> that's a standard. Bremner's turn it off here. <laughs> no. All right. Okay, moving on to uh, moment of the week. Um, yep, I think this one's an easy pick, and like like Kev said, whenever there's a a walk off, you got to pick it. So I'm going with Nunez's walk off uh, Friday game against. Yeah, the Friday game that I mean I, I don't really know how to describe it because it, a walk off implies a win. So well, hey, how about it was it was a two outs, it was a two strikes, right? See, I was I was watching from center field, so I missed a lot of these. <laughs> a lot of these you details. See the scoreboard. I wasn't looking. I was I was watching the game. I wasn't looking at the scoreboard. So you should have had your your your, your video your your camera up. I did have phone. it up. I was trying to get trying to film it. But no, on, like on your phone. No, I know. I was trying to. I was like the, four, get the fourteen before I was filming. <laughs> the fourteen before I was filming, and then my camera starts to go blurry, and I was like, okay, you know, it like one pitch, I. Filmed the last fifteen. The chances of this one being the one, like, it are, it's, it's super unlikely. It's a one so out of fifteen. 15. Yeah. yeah, and so, and so, I, I like, <laughs> the pitch happens. My screen's blurry. I'm like, you know, what? I'm not gonna press play. And so I, I said, like, I put it in my pocket, and of course, that's that's the play. He hits the walk off, and I mean, tragic. Yeah, it's. it's you okay. Maybe had, it was yeah. a sign saying like, not everything has to be recorded. Just gotta. It's up here in the brain now as a memory instead of on the phone. Why so. didn't you have the uh, Kevin Cannon broadcast in the background going? To like help you keep track. I should have. I should have. But now right. I know for next, next time. time. Yep, next time. Next time. All right. Safe pick number one. That was that was the top of the draft boards. Yeah. I definitely still think there's some other good moments for the weekend. Though. G G might swing and miss on this one. Ooh. Second pick. Oh, Ooh, that's a bold statement. <laughs> you always might swing and miss. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple options. I'm I'm really torn between here. There's a few routes I could go, but I'm not gonna overthink it even with Kev's comments. Stand with Corey Nunez, the cactus. We're going to go game-tying double in the ninth inning. <laughs> That's just like... Okay. Tenth inning. Oh, oh no. Oh, come on. Come on. I called you editing before. We're gonna, I'm That's like a foul tip right there. <laughs> you know what? Let me adjust it. I'm not going to go... Corey's no, double. No, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Bruno Chesky. No, no, you guys will understand when I say it. Not just Corey's double. But everything that happened in that inning to come back in that game. All right. Just the okay. Friday, Friday 10th inning. Yeah, the 10th inning or on the Friday ninth. was electric. I mean, you said ninth first. We so. get down two on a homer, and then AP gets a two-strike knock immediately. Um, somebody help me out on what happened next. Next hitter did what? Single. Single. Somehow they got to second and third, and then Corey bangs him in. Darby with the two-strike push bunt late yeah. show. That was – it was Parker single, Kurtley single. Darby, two-strike, late-show, push-bunt, first baseline. Nunez does the rest. What happens next is history. I mean, I think, there was an, I think there was there an out. Did Darby hit eighth on Friday? I mean, the, it's getting real far. Yeah. yeah, anyways. You guys watched it. <laughs> we watched it. Somebody knows what They tied happened. the game and then won it the next inning. That's but, what counts. Good moment. And it happened very quickly after we got down, and I liked that. Good moment. Good moment. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go more humorous side. So when AP got plucked in the plums, <laughs> and he was he was down. And I, I heard some some stories from Ferg that were that were pretty funny. Uh, you know, chirping AP when he's on hands and knees, saying that that uh, you know the backup catchers are getting ready and they're gonna come in for you and all this stuff. But 
when AP did get up and the crowd gave him a nice applause, he went, raised the roof, <laughs> double hands up to the crowd <laughs> to get him to make more noise, and they made more noise, and it was electric. So shout out to you, AP. That was amazing. All right. Uh, Dev said it earlier. Bremner in the 11th inning, getting a leadoff double off him, and then striking out one, two, intentional walk, three. I mean, that was huge for Bremner. I mean, we just came back after a Nunez double, and then to come back, and then they get a leadoff double. I mean, I was up there going. (laughs) I was up there going, oh, my gosh, man. But, you know, all faith in Bremner. One, two, intentional walk, three. So that was huge. Part of the order there that he caved, too. Yes. Yep. Fuzz. Pretty impressive. High 90s fuzz. I think we have an honorable mention for a moment of the week of... Yeah. You can't drop high 90s on him like that, though. The mid, the mid. 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 It's 96, yeah, mid. not high 90s. It's mid. Mid. Hey, he might he, call you a hater now, because he called Doug yeah, he, a hater last week. He's been getting on me because... He's, he claimed that in UC San Diego, no track man, that the announcer said he hit a 98. And so he, <laughs> <laughs> he comes up to me and he's like, yo, dad, like, because I, I, our stalker radar gun had him sitting, I think, like 94 to 96. No 97s, no 98s. And I tell him that after the game. Then he comes up to me a day or two later and says, hey, I think I hit a 98. And I said, I, I won't tell people you hit a 98 until I've seen it with my own eyes. And now... Now I'll get a couple of chirps left and right from him, but I like it. I, hopefully it's motivating for him. Okay. And then also another honorable mention, the, the sprinklers coming on and then com, coming back. So, so the, the, moment, the moment is, is that I ran down to the valve <laughs> <laughs> and, crank, and cranked it to turn off the water. That's the moment. Hey, I mean, whatever happened after worked. So, yeah. so funny story about sprinklers coming on during games. It's happened twice. It's happened twice since I've been here. Last year against UCLA, it came when Justin Trimble was stepping up to pinch hit. Game has to pause. And I'm, I'm standing out there after, the, after I turn off the water, and I hear the crack of the bat and the ball sailing up over. The, I'm behind the clubhouse, so I see the ball in the air over the clubhouse, and I hear the cheers. And the music going, I'm like, oh, no. I missed a Trimble homer, his first career homer. <laughs> and I was sad. Uh, but he was psyched. And then, lo and behold, Friday night, sprinklers go on, and the Gauchos win the game. Luckily, you didn't miss anyone's first career home run, though. No, I, I didn't. But <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with the that. Point, <laughs> the point is that when the sprinklers have gone on, Good the Gauchos happen. have scored and good things have happened. Rally sprinklers. Yeah. Rally sprinklers. Funny story about my run-in with that valve. (laughs) (laughs) In the fall, we accidentally popped uh, one of those things that you plug a hose into that I can't think of the name of right now. Um, A coupler. We popped a coupler, and it was shooting like 30 feet high into the trees, and I just see a massive geyser behind the right field fence, and players run to me like I'm the one who's supposed to do something about it. And so that means Kevin gets about a million calls at home. How do we turn this off? I remember that. Yeah, but I was in there with a raincoat and a wrench, and it did not go well. Uh, that's amazing. All right, good honorable mention there, guys. You guys are hilarious. Let's move to uh, Hardest Hit Ball of the Week. All right. Again, Papa Kirtley, 109, double. 
Uh, undefined? Or wait, whoa, looking at the wrong place though. Double 109 Kirtley, Papa Kirtley. Sticking with it. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Ivan Bredauer. He hit a single to left field, 112 miles an hour. That's not on this list that Devin pulled. So I'm citing internet woes for In you internet guys. Internet woe? Why you guys didn't have this, but mm -hmm. it came up on... Yeah, just like that 120 on, on mile track, per hour on the single uh, that iPad. <laughs> it came up on the iPad. I saw it with my own eyes. You can go back because it was on the ESPN broadcast, and I said, I commented. I went, wow, 112. So Ivan Bredauer, 112, single to left. I have one thing written down for my hardest hit. Um, I'm going hardest hit balls, Aaron Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Top that. This is. Wait, we don't get a velo on hardest hit balls there? <laughs> I could probably pull up the pitch info, but I mean, I guess mine's not even close. There weren't, in, not a lot of home runs, so not a ton of like super hard hit balls. But the one I'm going with, kind of random, but Ivan Bredauer's fly ball out to left field, only because I remember uh, right after it happened, Kev said, Dang, I wonder how long that ball was in the air. And then looking at this sheet, it's the one that was in the air more than twice as long as any other ball at 5.5 seconds. Wow, so, really? Yeah, 5.54 seconds of hang time. You get hang time numbers? It's in the, it's in the graphic, so you guys, you guys can't get on me for not, for not including it, but. You get blurry at that point. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, background, final round, pitch of the week. Yeah, so I mean, this pitch of the week, it, first time in, I mean, our, the pod history that, Ant, that I've been on, an immaculate uh, pitch. Damn. From Alex Schreier. He may have only thrown it three times. <laughs> green, <laughs> lots of green boxes. Yes. It's, it's, I think, the first time in history that all the boxes have been green. One strikeout, using it, 100% of his strikeouts come from his changeup. He threw it for 100% of a strike, or it was a strike 100% of the time. He got a whiff on it 100% of the time. He got a called strike whiff percentage of 100%. And then the batting average on base and slugging were all zero. So, like a perfect game with uh, Schreier's changeup. I, I feel like I couldn't pass up on that pitch. Three pitches. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> just, just want the listeners to know. Three pitches. G? I am going with, you know, probably the staple of this, of this segment. We're going Ager slider. Bang. Through 53 of them. Seven punchies of his career high, 11. Uh... 44% whiff ski on it, a .077 batting average against, slugging pretty minuscule, almost non-existent. Uh, Matt Ager could basically tell him he was throwing it and just keep throwing it. So give me the egg, man. All right, I'll, I'll buy into what Devin's putting down here. <clears throat> I'm going the mooring slider. He threw it five times. Although he didn't strike anybody out with it, his strike percentage was 80%, his whip percentage was 66.7, and his call strike whip was 60%, and all the other <clears throat> batting average, OB, PA, and slugging were all zero. So three of the like good, good green boxes, and then three other of the like good green boxes. So, mooring nice. slider. Read also, I, I like the way you read through in that, in that one. 
100%. I'm gonna go with more green boxes. I'm gonna go with the Bremner changeup, three or 14 times. Two of those will be K's when he threw it. 71% of it was a strike, 55% was the whiff. No one got on base, nor got a hit on the changeup. Good pick. All right, that wraps up this draft from Riverside. We've got four games this week, all on the road. It's gonna be a long road trip. Hope all of you guys got ample amounts of provisions at the grocery store to make it through the week, because it's gonna be a long one. Devin, you have one thing to add before we sign up. I, I felt good about that draft. You feel good, you feel good about the draft? First place, that's why I was holding up so the you're gonna go I, from I, Last to first, that's what I'm no, it's worse. It's worst to first. Worst to first. Worst Sorry. to first, yeah. yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Worst to first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can catch the Gauchos tonight, 5 o'clock against Cal Baptists, and then at the Plex over the weekend against UCR. Three games back in Big West Conference play, 6.30 on Friday, 6.30 Saturday, and then 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, G, DK, Big Oach, nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kev.